Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of Jesus, amen. God's time is not our time. This truth is quite evident this morning as our gospel reading from our perspective shows up quite out of place. When we read about Jesus' triumphal entrance into Jerusalem before we read about his birth at Christmas, it certainly seems like we got the story out of order. But that's just one of the oddities with time this morning. The shouts of the crowds on Palm Sunday are also our song that we'll sing this morning. We will sing in the Sanctus, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. For Christ is in our midst this very morning, as heaven and earth meet, and as we partake today of the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which is to come. God's time is not our time. Christ is the one who is and who was and who is to come. We experience time as a ruler, a master, something that binds us, that rules our lives. But Christ, who is our Lord, is also the Lord of time. Time is his creation and it is subject to him. And so it is that the eternal word of God becomes flesh and is born of the Virgin Mary. The one through whom all things were made is conceived and nurtured in the womb of the Virgin Mother, who gives birth to the eternal God. She cradles in her arms the one who holds the universe in his hand. And the eternal reality of God's gift that goes beyond our understanding of all things does not stop there. For you will hold in your hand, even receive into your mouths this morning, the bread that is the body of Christ given for you on the cross. The moment of the cross and the physical, historical reality of Jesus' dying body is given to you today in a morsel of bread. And in the same moment today, on November 27, 2022, the cross and the marriage feast of the Lamb in God's kingdom are present together in this holy sacrament. Even as this morning, every Christian is present here together in the one body of Christ at his one table. It's enough to make your head spin. And I suspect indeed that there are times where we're almost embarrassed by this. We don't want to say too loudly that our worship here this morning is the place where heaven and earth meet in space and time. We might be uncomfortable saying that the eternal God has a mother who was born in the first century B.C. We hesitate to talk too much about how the saints and angels are present with us, the same as those we see in the pew in front of us. We suppose that people will think that we're crazy if we talk about eating God's flesh and drinking his blood. And we're probably right. They will think we're crazy. Because it may be considered just sort of quaint or old-fashioned to still believe in Jesus and to think that we go to heaven when we die. But to believe that Jesus brings heaven to earth and offers us his body and blood as food and drink. To believe that when we are baptized, we are actually buried with Christ into his death and raised with him. To believe that our loved ones are not dead but sleeping. People won't just think you're quaint. They'll think you're out of your mind. And yet, the truth is, it's actually the other way around. The crazy thing would be to believe in Christ if you don't actually think that you can know him. 
The crazy thing would be to believe in a Jesus who is stuck in heaven. A Jesus who says that he gives to you his body and blood, but can't actually do what he says. The crazy thing would be to believe that those who live in Christ could possibly die. And there's no real point to a religion where we're stuck apart from God. No value to a religion that doesn't actually change our reality. Because our reality is the problem. We need to be saved from what is present in our lives. And if the cross of Jesus is stuck in the past and not present with us, well then it doesn't do you or me any good. If the Christ who is coming is not present with us now, then we will surely perish. If water and bread and wine, and yes, time itself, do not serve the good purposes of God and Christ, then how could we possibly find salvation? If it is our time and our experiences and the things that we do and the things that happen among us that determines God's reality and time, if our things are what determine salvation, then we would have no hope. And so this Advent season, we have certainly this theme of the coming one. That's the name Advent, as I spoke with the children about. And yet we also have the theme of Advent as a season to wake up and pay attention. Because your king, behold, your king is coming to you. In a few minutes, you will sing the shout of the Palm Sunday crowns, and for the same reason that they did because your king is present with you. And so we say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest, because that is actually what's happening. The one who comes in the name of the Lord is coming to you here today. Jesus is coming among us, and that changes everything. This divine service and all the services of the church are not just a weekly pick-me-up or a nice moment of peace and quiet and reflection in an otherwise busy week. This here, the worship of the church, is the kingdom of God breaking into the world, Christ entering triumphantly into this time and place. And Christ enters into this time and place for the same reason that he rode into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, so that here too, among us, he might reign as the crucified one. Even as in the new heavens and the new earth, Christ is the lamb who was slain the one who sits on the throne as the crucified one. And so he comes among us today so that the cross and the heavenly marriage feast are made present here with you, so that you are made to be present at the cross and at the heavenly table. And so then, because of all this, you will go out from here and your life will not be the same. You will live not according to the time of the world, according to its rules and compulsions, but rather according to the reality that Christ has taken away the sin of the world, that Christ has come to you, that you have been baptized into his death and resurrection, that you now live by the flesh and blood of the Son of God, that his reality and his time determines your truth, so that you, despite everything that you do, may be called even now the children of God, saints, holy ones, those who have been made perfect by his blood. St. Paul put it this way in our epistle reading. Besides this, you know the time, that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness 
and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. You no longer live for the pleasures or escapes of this world. You do not live in quarreling or jealousy, for the kingdom of God is among you. And so you make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. This change is necessary and it is possible because Christ comes to you. And he comes as he did on Palm Sunday triumphantly, but not triumphantly in any other way than this, that he comes to be the one crucified for you, the one who takes away your sins and the sins of the world. He comes to be the one who destroys death by his death, binds up the devil, and takes away your sins, destroying the gates of hell. Everything that used to rule your life has been overthrown because Christ is with us. He is in our midst as the crucified one. God's time is not our time. So it was that St. Paul could write so many years ago, the hour is now nearer than when we first believed. And that was true then, that the hour was upon them, and so also it is upon us. Your salvation is at hand because Jesus is at hand. Jesus is with you, and he is salvation. And God works among you in this time and place through his word and sacraments, through his ministers and his people. And yet the source and the goal of this work is always the cross of Christ. God is always bringing the cross of Jesus into our time so that we may be brought out of this time of sin and darkness into the eternal life of the cross of Jesus. Neither time nor sin nor death determines reality, only Christ and him crucified. And so it is that we pray, both especially now during Advent, but all our lives, come, Lord Jesus, and he does. To him be all the glory forever and ever. Amen.